Dan, the most important man in the room, because he is monitoring our YouTube and Twitter feeds for your comments and questions. If you guys have any thoughts on ideas or questions about today's topics or anything in general, uh, mostly Apple related, but you know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe you're making cookies or something like that. Workout routines. Trying want to try something yeah. different, you know? Uh, let us know. Uh, the fact that Dan is the most important man in the room, <laughs> D-A-N, is also a good uh, time to remind you that yes. we... Yes, go ahead, Life. Oh, yes. So we have an <laughs> iPhone 10s Max, and uh, we're giving that away. We're, um, we're teaming with the AnyTran software to do that. And uh, so I, you know, love my iPhone 10s Max, and you can partake in that same enjoyment. 64 gigabytes, uh, space gray, um, basically, you know, almost the, the baseline and stuff. But it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful phone, takes great um, photos in low light, which we will talk about that later. And uh, But, yes, if you sign up on our page, macworld.com, um, You'll see the giveaway there. It's also a pinned tweet, and just go there, sign up. You can also get additional chances to win if you sign up for some of our social media channels like uh, YouTube and Facebook and stuff. And uh, there is an important question there, which I just uh, mentioned, and so we already told you the answer. So hope you were paying attention. So, yes, sign up to win an iPhone XS Max. So, so Leif, you just said that they could partake in the love between you and your phone. (laughs) So is that like a love triangle thing that... That you're offering, oh. you know how it goes. I was on the spot. <laughs> I do love my phone now. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So you have until, I believe. I believe we stopped taking submissions on Monday. Monday at midnight. I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you have the rest of this week and the weekend uh, to sign up. So if you haven't done that, do that sooner than later. Yes. Uh, and then we will announce who the recipient is of this iPhone on the next podcast on Wednesday, October 17th. Yes. So you'll want to tune in to see who wins. Yeah. And we will have another giveaway right on the heels of that. We'll yep. let you know what that is next week. Yep. So giving a, some good stuff away. Yeah, really cool. Get a free phone. Get a free phone. So, <laughs> And as, as Leif said, I, I echo his sentiments on the iPhone XS Max. It's... I've had it for what a couple weeks now, mm-hmm. and every time I look at it, I go, oh, "This this phone's nice. <laughs> this phone's really nice." <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's a it's a great phone. So, and, and I'm not just saying that because. Yes. Speaking of which, you finally you just got your um your Apple Watch, right? All I right. did. I just got it. So I got it on Monday. I haven't look had a real, strap, had too. a chance. To, yeah, I'm not sure about this strap. Not because I don't like the looks of it. I, is that Velcro? It, it does have Velcro, yes. And I'm just worried that it's not strong enough for me. It seems like it would be more of a hassle to put on, too. In the I mean, you game. can't contain the Wolverine with, with Velcro. <laughs> right. You know, when I got the claws out and I'm slashing, yeah. I need a secure uh, watch band. Uh, yeah, the thing about this band, do you, get, do you have this band, Jason? Yeah, the Sport Loop. The Sport Loop? Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of have to, like manipulate a little bit to put it in the charger it's not that big a deal really uh yeah you're gonna charge your foot your watch not laying flat it's gonna right. be on its side right and yeah. you have to put your hand through it like a bracelet and then tighten right it. yeah um, 
It's really comfortable. It's really oh, great. Really? It, it is I mean, a really comfortable band. Didn't look comfortable. Yeah, okay, it's so. really awesome if you're if you exercise with it a lot. If you're running or if you're at the gym or something, getting sweaty and stuff, it's it's really yeah. It it disappears. It doesn't get sticky like uh, solid plastic yeah. does. And also, it's it's really good for that kind of thing. I mean, that's the purpose of it. I think. Like anyone's going to be able to see it. So it's kind of clothy. Do you think you'll have to like wash the sweat out of it more? Maybe, maybe so. Yeah. But you can do that. You just unhook it. It's just plastic, whatever. You can just wash it. Um, As opposed to the sport loop, which I mean, not the sport loop, the sport uh, band, Band. which is uh, a little fancier looking. It's like a little more traditional looking and it doesn't, and it's not a cloth and it's two pieces that you put together. So you don't have to like, put your hand through it like a bracelet yeah so i had the sport band on my old watch and i went with sport loop this time i find this more comfortable but a little like you said a little more annoying that you have to like charge your phone sideways charge your watch yeah like i have to i have to basically i basically go like this i don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) you put it inside out i I just put the I just lay it on side and the chargers. Yeah, you can do that too. Yeah. So a lot of people have been talking about that they find that that new watch face, even though it kind of looks cool, that it's harder to tell time. As do you have you find it the busier watch face where they stick all the complications on there? Yeah, it's it is kind of it is. I I like simpler watch faces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Oh, and but I'm trying this one just to see how I like it. I'm not sure I like it. It it looks cool, Mm -hmm. but. Yeah, it's it's like it's more information than I want displayed on on my watch. Yeah, because yeah. now you can see I have to take my eye drops at one o'clock. <laughs> so <laughs> anybody who sees my watch can see that. So it's like not that it, that's a there big is deal, a, there but. is a thing where it's like it's too many complications. I like having all them there, but I ran out of like useful things to put on this right, thing with right, like two left, right. and I'm like, right. I don't know, UV index, I guess right. I don't. Uh, yeah, UV index. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm waiting to find a couple more apps that do put information that I like and let me put it there. It does you feel know. like that's setting up for third party complications. It Although, is, yeah, yeah. It does more and more apps support these fancier complications. Yeah, uh, and there's more useful apps, you know. Yeah, uh, but so far I, I like the look of it. Mm-hmm. I like I like it. You know. It's because it's, it's a little thinner mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. The previous, I can see that. Yeah. original, I had the original one, so it's about the same as the original. Yeah, yeah, let me yeah. see. Right comparison. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I can do it's that. definitely thinner than the three or the two. Yeah. So. Yep. But yeah. And so. you had it. You're coming from a zero, so the performance must just be ah, ridiculous. Oh my god, it's like <laughs> night and day. So it is. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how. Yeah, because like like you said, I came from the original, and there, I would push a button. I would like tap something and then i would actually go do something <laughs> wow and then like then it would be look and it would just to be about ready to show me whatever it was going to show yeah. and or you just give up right or i just gave up right so yeah and siri would be so slow it's not even worth using like it's actually worth using siri it yeah. actually works it's fast yeah. you know the raise to speak works all right you know yeah. So. so we have a couple of comments and questions on the watch. <laughs> Tech Fanatic on YouTube says, uh, get a charge stand for watch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. And then uh, Merley says, will Twitter ever come back to the Apple Watch? I, oh, you mean like I don't app? know. I, guess, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, Twitter's even restricting third parties from developing. So it's, 
I get the notifications on my my watch, you know, when people, you know, I have it set to people I know when they respond to me or something mm-hmm. like that. That, you know, that works. I mean, I don't feel like I actually need to use Twitter on my, you know, as a separate app, but I do get the notifications. And for me, that's fine because, yeah, I'm not going to sit there and type a tweet on my my phone. I mean, excuse me, I'm on my watch. Right. Yeah. Yes, I'm not so sure that's going to happen. So, but I, I'm, that's not based on anything. I just. It just feels like the way Twitter develops its apps and stuff like that and how they restrict third parties from using it. So it, it doesn't feel like they're – it feels like they want people to go to the website. Yes. And I'm sorry, what was the first question? Oh, it was just he a just comment. A it was a comment on yeah. get a, a charge stand. stand. Oh, yeah. Yes. There's some cool charge stands that hold yeah. your watch up and at an angle, and those are nice if you use that bedtime mode that shows the clock and all. Yeah. And I often, I you know, I sometimes write deal posts on uh, charging stands for the Apple Watch. And, yeah, I think that's really cool. I, yeah. you know, I have one myself. So so, so that's about, so Apple Watch, yeah, it's here. <laughs> so um, Jason has a full review of the Apple Watch. Uh, if, if you caught it the first time, catch it again because he has a video that we posted with it now. Uh, so that's on our website. Check out his full review. Uh we're also going to talk about today uh, some Google news, talking about also some iPad Pro rumors. But first, we're going to talk about Chinese hacking. Not so. talking about PUBG. <laughs> no, sorry. So, uh, so last week, Bloomberg came out with a report saying that, uh, is it the People's Liberation Army yes, in China? PLA, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, had figured out a way to uh, basically... In the manufacturing process of the servers of Supermicro, mm-hmm. right, to install a little little chip that basically was is a way for them to track traffic coming from these servers. And our hero photo shows it balanced on somebody's right. phone. So <laughs> yeah, it's a really yeah. tiny chip, <laughs> or just at the tip of a pencil, yeah. pencil and stuff. It's yeah. it's smaller than a grain of rice. Yeah, and it would be embedded in the motherboard and have yeah. enough to. Build, make a network connection, and uh, they could inject code into the operating system of whatever was running on that server. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the story mentions that a lot of uh, Supermicro has a lot of clients. Mm-hmm. Two among them are Amazon and Apple. They said thirty as a whole so, were yeah. compromised. Yeah. Uh, and Apple has kind of gone on the offensive. Mm-hmm. Is that right? And yeah. saying that <laughs> the story is a load it's just there's nothing to it they, they they have never found this to be the case with any of their products that they've gotten from Supermicro. Yeah. so if anyone's confused Supermicro makes these you know servers for uh companies apple uses these servers for I, i'm not sure how they're implementing them see the, i think the report was saying that they were using them for siri information was it that was siri? one of the yeah. things that it's, apple denied they said that it has never been associated with the siri right it's confusing they made a denial of something the article didn't quite say okay. when uh, apple yeah. apple bought a company that is uh i can't remember the name of it that um indexes information really fast and they mm-hmm. bought that to help speed up siri you know, six years ago or whatever it was. Um, and they had a bunch of super microservers for that and for other things, mm-hmm. yeah. although they don't specifically say what. Apple, in their denial, said the servers from that company and the servers for Siri, 
never commingled and right. we never ran any Siri code on those servers. But what the comp what the article said is no, it's the company that you bought had these and they had ordered thousands of servers that were built with super micro parts that they later removed from all their networks and they severed ties with the company for a different reason, they said. Mm -hmm. But security related, right? Uh, no, not necessarily. Oh, okay. They, they, it could have been a pricing thing or something like that. Yeah. But Apple severed ties with Supermicro over something else. I they did just... find a different security bug that was a software configuration thing and was not related to this, and it was not a Chinese hacking thing or something like that yeah. in their server firmware. And they disclosed that and stuff. They said that was the only thing we've ever had with any of these. I would just like to point out, too, that a lot of the focus on the denial of this has focused on Apple. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the main thing that Bloomberg focused on was Apple and Amazon. Amazon yeah. released its own denial that is very forceful as well. And, uh, you know, as it said, uh, as we shared of Bloomberg Business Week multiple times over the last month, this is untrue. This is kind of echoes what Apple said. Later on, they say there are so many inaccuracies in this article as it relates to Amazon that they're hard to count. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, uh, they told them. Them, as far as their own stuff, Bloomberg has admittedly never seen our commission security report or any other, but they also said, and they refuse to share any details of any purported other report with us, us being Amazon. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting that these very kind of forceful denials came from both companies, you know? Yeah. If it were, uh, you know, like Amazon was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it might be a little bit more sketchy, but um, I have a little hey, bit less faith yeah. in Amazon but than Apple, but all the same. Yeah. So then but I, they're, I, they're the, these are the two most valuable companies in the world, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, by, by market share, by market volume and stuff. And they have, um, and, and these are, you know, making very specific denials like this mm -hmm. are the kind of thing that could come back around and cause them extreme legal troubles. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they're not being vague, right. but forceful in their denials. They're being very specific and forceful in their denials. And that's, that's tricky. But on the other hand, Bloomberg doesn't have a reputation for making things up and they have a bunch of sources, sources they can't name, but they have 17. sources within the government, within the companies, you know, and they're saying like, no, we've got these companies, they have images of the chips and stuff, you know, I mean, this, it seems like this happened, but these, these two companies they focused on the most are saying this didn't happen. We don't know what they're talking about. Um, I don't know why there's not a follow-up about other companies that were impacted right? or any of that. Like I don't, yeah, it just seems odd. Yeah. See, this is where I stand. I was telling the guys here that I don't know really where I stand. Uh, you know, on the other hand, this see, there's you know the conspiracy theory part of me, which is a little bit diminished compared to some people. Uh, <laughs> this this could happen. It's China. They're the people that made Fan Bing Bing disappear and stuff like this. I mean, you know, there's this you know, and they have the whole like you know your personal credit check thing that says how well you can function in society. I could see this happening. At the same time, though, you know, I do trust Apple and you know to a lesser extent amazon to make sure that this stuff doesn't happen but at the same time i'm a journalist and in this area where reputable um publications get keep getting this fake news bs leveled at them and stuff and bloomberg has a reputation for being among the best you know i want to believe them too and it's like surely they would not let this seem the light of day an organization like bloomberg if they hadn't believed these sources if they hadn't had credible information places like it's, the, it's hard to know it's like is is bloomberg being played yes 
for for political gains right. from you know as sources are the sources inside the government do they want to do something they're trying to get an excuse to do it so they're planting a story like that's a, that's really tinfoil hatty you know at this point but the, on the other hand we remember the list of major companies that all denied denied the prism program when yeah. that came out uh, when when news of that came out before there was a name on it, and then after Snowden leaked everything, it turns out oh, they all those denials were BS. They were all in on it, yeah. you know. So it it really is hard to know exactly who to trust on this. So Talman on YouTube asks, um, like, what benefit would they have by admitting it? Like, would there be, you know, kind of any legal repercussions for for the claims that they've made? At the, up to this point for you know if they were lying i'm not sure there's a legal issue for apple but apple stresses so much about their marketing yeah. about being about privacy and security i also think maybe this is more less of a, an issue for apple that maybe apple's concerned that people think that this is apple hardware that's being affected and it's right. not it's it's hardware that apple has acquired so they can implement as I, i'm guessing linux servers because it's their so, back end. I mean, they haven't yeah, done yeah, anything it's with all X done internally. Or it has not, in forever. Right. It has nothing right. to do with the with the hardware that Apple Apple manufactures, which I think might be a little bit of a marketing concern. Because mm -hmm. you know, people who are hearing these stories, they're not necessarily getting reading or learning about the complete story. They might think, "Oh, Apple's Apple's hardware has been hacked." When that's not really the case. It's mm -hmm. the it's the hardware that yeah. they're using on their own back end. So, so yeah. So. so, so is this a story that's for consumers or is this just a, a story for the industry and like investors? Well, I think it ultimately, you know, like, you know, like Roman was saying, Apple places such an emphasis on its security that, you know, if they've let this, you know, potentially big thing be compromised, you know, how much does this affect their safety and, and, and everything else? And I believe that's one reason why Apple, because, you know, there's a couple, you know, like, Yesterday, Google, you know, put up security on a screen, and everybody kind of laughed at it uh, and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, the, you know, the, you know what to expect with them. But Apple, you know, Apple has gone so far as you know where, you know, they have basically, you know, like the famous shooting incident where they tried to, you know, prevent, yeah, but you know, didn't want the law enforcement to get into the guy's phone. Basically, it's you know when they're willing to go to those links. You know, where it's actually kind of getting in very gray territory to protect user data. You know, I don't think that, that they want, you know, that I think that they would really want to show that they are really hammering down it. They really do test this. It could really hurt. I don't know if it would really hurt Amazon by much, but I think it would hurt Apple. Yeah, Apple's reputation has been, you know, we're the company that cares about your privacy and security. Yeah. Um, and that's it's been a key selling point so this could be very the story could be very damaging to them so they have every excuse to deny it mm -hmm. the question is could they suffer legal ramifications for denying it in this way mm. and that not being true and if it comes out yeah. that their denial was completely false then yeah they could they could suffer mightily mm -hmm. you know the sec does not play with these kinds of things mm -hmm. so um yeah, they could they could suffer some issues. Like if it turns out that they made like factual, you know, falsehoods in their denial, you know, and and there's what we normally expect to hear from these companies are denials that are, you know, we uh, we contacted Business Week several times during their reporting and are just dis disappointed to see that there are many inaccuracies. We take our privacy very seriously, you know that 
that kind of thing that's not specific about like they got this wrong they got that wrong this is this is untrue we never saw we never they say specifically we never found any mm-hmm. hardware issues ever we never contacted or were contacted by anyone in the fbi over this mm-hmm. you know those are or any other agency you know they were very specific about the, these these claims that could be proven untrue uh, and get them in trouble. So it's it's hard to see that they would play with fire like that. See, there's a that's one thing. I think that they, you know, in a best case scenario, maybe, you know, that this actually did happen and that the chips are actually in there, but Apple just didn't find them. But the other is the other thing where Apple says that it never had any contact with any of these people that they're talking about, the agencies, never heard any yeah. report. That's the really damaging one. If Apple, you know, would be like, oh, it could have happened. You know, we, we didn't, we never found it. That's a safe way to say it. But you right. know, everything else saying that you know, never talked to any of these people, that's legally, I would say, that's mm-hmm. the far more damaging claim that they are making of course the article claims that they found it and mm-hmm. you know reported it but then wouldn't let the fbi see their machines and then uh started pulling all those machines from their network and stuff so it's you know there's a there's there's a dispute about a fact in the article there so yeah, yeah but that would be the wiggle way to get out of it and it, there just seems to be not a lot of wiggle room in this, these denials from amazon and apple i agree and now Following that article, now we've we've seen some some reports from others and other agencies that are have corroborated Apple and Amazon's story by saying like we don't know what they're talking about. We've never heard anything about this. We don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that includes some governmental agencies that have. Yeah, that's what said, I mean. Oh yeah. So, sorry, I got an email saying that it was a transcript of an interview from some people who in the government who were. Chris Wayne, uh, yeah. yeah. So about the same issue. So yeah, it's well. This story seems like it's, it has a, a little bit of legs to it. We'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Maybe it'll just disappear too. Because we're used to that happening. I mean, what else? Yeah, you know? I mean, this all seemed to happen a few years ago. All the servers have been found and removed, right. even by Bloomberg's accounting of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the bigger issue is that if any of this is true, then, you know, the Chinese government, the Chinese right. military is not just trying to hack into our our systems, but they've infiltrated uh, manufacturers in China right. to plant hardware That's the issue. in yeah. the system that allow them right. to hack, you know, major companies around yeah. the world. So tinfoil hat, I, you know, don't see that entirely out of the question um, no yeah that's, that's one thing that's always thing. bothered me about yeah. building it in china of all places but yes yeah. uh, so. yes i understand cheap labor guys and everything like that but at the same time it's yeah we have an interesting relationship with china <laughs> well if you're afraid of using your uh your mac you can always use your ipad instead <laughs> so because there hasn't been so if you're afraid of using your mac for being tracked maybe you can use your ipad and there will be new iPads coming supposedly this year. So in the fall, mm-hmm. uh, there was a report earlier this week by Nine to Five Mac uh, that sort of reiterated a, a few uh, of the new features that could be in the new iPad Pro, mm-hmm. uh, and then I, I think like a couple other new ones that kind of more or maybe more specifics about certain uh, rumored features. Yeah. So. 
Uh, one thing that seems to be definitely happening is that Apple has figured out a way to do face ID on, in landscape mode for the new iPad Pro, mm -hmm. which is important because the iPad Pro is, is you uh, use a lot of the iPad Pro a lot. Leif, is often used in landscape mode. I very rarely use it in portrait. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that, they make keyboards that you attach your thing to, and, and it's, it's landscape. landscape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that's kind of a big deal. Uh, there's gonna, going to be 4K HDR video output support over, which I I don't know if it's surprising anymore, over a USB-C port. That's not surprising. It was so, not. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, yeah. though, that they it would be dumping lightning for USB-C right. to have essentially, yeah. you know, probably a Thunderbolt 3 port is what it yeah. is. Right. That's um, true. That makes sense as a, uh, as a, you know, if they're calling this high-end content creation tool mm -hmm. for people, the pro, yeah. um, that makes that makes a certain amount of sense. It, I bet you could do really cool things, hooking it up to a, the Thunderbolt three port on your Mac and having some like really fast, you know, screen sharing type things or yeah. you know, uh, secondary screen issue things. I mean, they could do a lot with that over time. Yeah. But that does mean it's the first sort of iOS device not to have lightning. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that means anything for for iPhones after this gen? I believe the next generation iPhones will have USB-C personally, but I could be wrong. I would love, I, I've been wanting them to do it for a while, so I, I want them to kind of standardize around that. I'd, I'd make it easier to buy chargers and cables mm -hmm. for this and all your other yeah. gear. Yeah. You know, it would be easier to plug it into your Mac and have that go. Exactly. It would be nice to have one type of port used throughout basically all yeah. Apple devices. All your Apple stuff, yeah. So I want them to rationalize around USB-C. I'm just – it's hard to say because they're going so thin, and you do need a little more right. thickness mm -hmm. than USB-C port. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd be okay making it a little thicker if it also meant that – uh, using that extra space with a little bit more battery. So not exactly. that I have battery I'm, issues, I'm, but why not have more battery? You can never I'm have totally, too much battery. Yeah, I'm totally down with it being, you know, another half a millimeter thicker. Yeah, give me battery. So do that. Uh, there's also been uh, speculation that the uh, smart connector mm -hmm. is going away, and App Nine to Five Mac is calling the new connector a magnetic connector. Uh, proper noun, capital. Yeah, right. supposedly it's not on on the along the edge. Yeah. It's near the edge, but on the backside. Yeah. And there's like a, a spot that you magnetically connect things, and right. you could connect third party stuff. It's essentially the smart, a smart connector. I don't know why they're calling it the mm -hmm. magnetic connector now, but yeah, maybe so. just as you know, just like a strip as opposed to the dots, yeah, like just said implemented differently. <laughs> so that's why they want to differentiate it with the na different name. Yeah. It would be interesting if it, it was treated more like the sort of add-on connector on the essential phone and mm -hmm. stuff like that, where it's electromagnetic. You can get a certain amount of power through that mm -hmm. through inductive. If there was a little inductive uh, power transmit there, you could hook up things like secondary cameras and other like uh other accessories that need small amounts of power mm -hmm. you know yeah. whether it's a keyboard or something else you know that could be really fun for if third parties start to run with that you could yeah. see a lot of cool stuff happen yeah. and that's what i'm always talking about with the ipad's limitation is like a you know a macbook replacement you can't really easily put a lot of peripherals on it that would help them yeah, yeah that would be a cool thing that and USB C you could do some neat stuff yes yeah. mm -hmm.
Uh, the 9 to 5 Mac report also reiterates the edge-to-edge display without a home button. That doesn't surprise me. So, uh, <laughs> now, since I don't use an iPad that much, mm-hmm. uh, I, it's more casual use than being productive, like if I'm sitting at the TV and mm-hmm. want a, a second screen to do stuff. Does having a reduced bezel on the iPad Pro make sense in terms of how you use it? You know if you mean? are using it, I think, you know, it's kind of like I was going in my Apple Pencil art. Um, I mean, with the uh, article that I, I did today, you know, a lot of people, they seem to be making a kind of a specialist device. And, uh, you know, it is, it is very much focused towards artists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do believe that, you know, especially if you're using it to draw, especially even if you're using it to write notes, uh, having that extra space is very, very nice. Okay. And uh, I, I, I think it does. It gives, you know, the more you have to work with, you know, and uh, the only thing is, you know, sometimes when I'm holding it by hand. That's you know, what I was wondering, that kind of thing. Where yeah, you, it yeah. keeps a place to put your, your hands, right. you know, so there's that. But I don't think necessarily, you know, I think you will be able to adjust to that easily. So. Yeah. Yeah, and the iPad's pretty good about sensing, you know, when your palm is on there, when you use, yeah. Well, one thing we talked about with the iPhone XX um, is, uh, um, is, uh, excuse me, is that it's, uh, you know, they do in some of the UI kind of, basically make it where the bezels used to exist on like the 7 plus like, or like 8 a plus. faux be- bezel a virtual bezel exactly <laughs> so it does kind of still exist it's just virtual as opposed yeah. to hmm. so you know and that is specifically so your hands fall into a more natural position on the phone i think they'll do something similar with the yeah. ipad so when you need that more space like you're using notability or something like that it'll be there but if you're using something else yeah and there's also a a r- rumor about a new apple pencil and it pair- using the uh, pairing method that the AirPods use and a lot of other devices use. So. Yeah, you just bring it close and yeah. it, it's yeah. paired. I, I mean, it's probably, you're probably less often going to move your pencil from one device to the next the way that you do AirPods mm-hmm. because it's not like you use touchscreen Max or right. you can use it on your iPhone or anything like that. Um, so you, you, unless you have a bunch of, iPads, <laughs> you know, that right. are pencil capable. There's that's not going to happen a lot, but it's still mm-hmm. better than having to plug it perpendicular into that lightning connector <laughs> sticking out like that. I just hope there's. They didn't mention anything about it. I just hope there's a way to charge it that doesn't involve doing that. Well, see, I would love it if there was some way they could do wireless charging, where you know, you just, you know, I'm done writing and I just put it down. That would feel so elegant just to put it down and charge it. Right. As opposed to, but I, I, going back to what you were saying about, you know, not, I, I have an article come out tomorrow about the, the Apple Pencil, but um, it's, uh, it, it is interesting that I did say in that this is a highly specialized problem and you need to have a lot of iPads. But when I was doing the latency test uh, for the iPad compared to the Pro, I did find that annoying that, you know, I couldn't use the same pencil mm. with the same iPad. But this yep. is something that, one percent of people are going to you know but this is the, this is the scenario i imagine okay so apple likes the wants to out the ipad and the apple pencil to be used in classrooms so let's imagine that a teacher is walking around and she you know you have the kids right. with their ipads and the pencil and stuff he's doing it she's got walking around with her ipad and her pencil and she says uh, she looks down and says oh this is wrong or something she can take her you know in an ideal world take her apple pencil make a correction on that student's paper or draw a line or something like that. But, yeah, it yes. would be really cool if a, if, a, if an iPad could recognize 
multiple different pencils, mm -hmm. for example, and, and not have to turn one off to turn another one on. Mm -hmm. You could even have software recognize that, you know, pencil two always draws in this color, yes. you know, and stuff like that. So God, could you imagine that for collaboration? Like if you were yeah. using, or you know, like a, a, just your example, like the teachers always got red ink, yes, right? Exactly. You know, right. That kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, that's, it'd be really cool if that's where they kind of got it to go. And I could see the, on the big iPads, that's not exactly what they have in the classrooms, but mm -hmm. a, the 12.9-inch iPad Pros, I could see that being something you can do collaborative work on. Yes. Uh, so we asked uh, on Twitter, we had a poll of uh, what the what our readers were most excited about with the rumored new features, and 15% voted for the 4K HDR video output, a whopping 57% voted for the all screen no home button 10% mm -hmm. for the new apple pencil and 18% for a usb c magnetic connector uh so um the new form factor seems to be the thing people care about the yeah. most yep uh straight line boy on twitter says that i think the weak link on the ipad is the lack of good software such as photoshop and then if it does the problem will be getting photos off the camera into the app and then to external storage mm -hmm. so and i know that's a professional artist that told me that i did earlier in the year i did an uh interview with one of the artists that worked on hotel transylvania 2 and she said she would actually switch over to the ipad as her main tool if it supported full adobe photoshop which it does not it just has like the elements yep. so as it is she just continues to use her wacom <laughs> tablet and thinks that the iPad and the Apple Pencil are really cool, but they're not really useful for her in a professional setting. So much for Pro, anyway. Wasn't there a story about uh, Adobe working yes. on that? They are just that yeah. just that thing working mm -hmm. on bringing full Photoshop to mobile, not just the iPad, but eventually, you know, other tablets and stuff too. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's part of their goal, and it's going to happen in stages, and mm -hmm. it's going to be this application first and then that application and then that application. So it's going to be 2023 before premiere is on an iPad, but, but yeah, I think that's, that's part of their thing. Yeah. And I, and I, and I really think that it's one of those things where I can't believe they haven't made, you know, aside from elements or something like that to, because especially considering the close relationship Adobe has had with Apple for so many years, you know, that it's very logical way to go about it, especially, you know, considering the Wacom tablets and stuff. But uh, I mean, today's uh, today's, you know, iPads and stuff have processors uh, that are more powerful than the uh, an everyday laptop of five years ago. Yes. There's no problem running Photoshop on that. Yeah. They have higher res screens. Mm -hmm. And they have, you know, just as much precision with, you know, the, with the pencil and stuff. So you just need to, they'll need to rework their interface to make sure, hey, if you don't have a pencil, mm -hmm. we need, we need a low precision, high, you know, large touch targets interface, you know, and a non-cursor interface. Um, but that seems like the, something they just have to, they, I, like you said, I can't believe they're, it's taken them so long. Mm -hmm. But is there enough of a market you think? on ios for for those premium you know software products i do oh, procreate's totally. very very popular that's what people use because photoshop yeah because they're not selling them on because remember they, they don't sell their product on a on a platform mm -hmm. you subscribe to the product and you just grab it wherever you need to mm, now that's true but for the so, development yeah i believe there yeah. definitely is yeah yeah i mean Adobe ipad is still a pretty sell. large market yeah 
Yeah, Adobe wants to sell uh, Creative Cloud subscriptions, and one of the things that gets people to to use Creative Cloud is to have things their workflow seamlessly move between everywhere that they need to do work. So a yeah, lot of comic artists that I know, digital comic artists, a lot of painters, a lot of they all do all their work on their iPad. Traditionally, they're doing it with Procreate. I, that's stupid in my opinion with you know considering adobe photoshop's you know stature in the larger professional world i i i just can't believe they didn't hop on that and like jason said it'd be really nice if you know i have it subscribed on mac and whoa i can switch over to my uh ipad and use it with the same subscription i doubt that'll happen maybe they'll make it like a buck more or something but still well it's kind of what they already do with 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 the software that they do have um you know that that's already the way it works so they just want to sell Creative Cloud subscriptions. You can't buy individual software anymore from them. Like one-off, purchase it. So I think that's the way it's going to work, yeah. If Adobe did this, and, and they are working on it, supposedly, you know, I believe that would actually translate into better iPad sales, too, because it would suddenly be definitely useful. And yeah, Illustrator, at least, yeah. At least the Pro, right? Right, yeah. yes, definitely for the Pro. And, and since they're working on this, you have to wonder, are they going to come out on stage this month or whenever Apple has their thing and show off, here's what we're working on, you know, That'd be nice. coming next year, but yeah. here's what, a, you know, here's full Photoshop on an, on an iPad. And that would be just as impressive as anything Apple announces in my opinion. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, we'll probably see, or the running theory is that Apple's going to have a fall event to introduce the iPad pro and several other products. I was thinking that maybe we get an invite this, or invites would go out this week. That did not happen. I, I guess it still could happen. It's mm -hmm. it's only Wednesday. Uh, so I was thinking that they would go out this week for next week because if I I read somewhere that Steve Steve Jobs that uh, <laughs> Tim Cook is out of the country like the week of the twenty second. I think. Yeah, he's in uh, hmm. Taiwan or something. Something like that. Yeah. So he, so I don't think they would do an event the third week of October. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe they could do one. I mean, they could do an early November event. That's not out of the question, but no. So, uh, yeah. So we're still waiting to see if there's going if there's going to be a fall event. So we'll uh, keep look keep checking to see if if invites go out, and uh, I'm sure everybody will hear about it when it happens. So we're expecting to see iPad Pros, probably some new Macs uh, for the holiday season. It's too big so. a change from the iPad for them to to drop it without an event. Yes, yeah. they need an so event. So there'll at least be a, a small press event. Right. You know, if not a big press event, there's a small press yeah. event. I mean, this would be one of the biggest shifts in design uh, iPad has ever seen. Really. Yeah. 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 They needed to do some yeah. explaining, or, you know, to give to educate their user base. So. Uh, but as we're waiting for the Apple event to be announced, there was an event yesterday by Apple's main competitor, Google. They introduced their their new Pixel 3 and Pixel 3. I want to say Pixel 40, but it's really XL, right? It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's 40 in Roman numerals. <laughs> so, yeah, but, uh, the Pixel 3 and XL... Pixel Slate and yeah. the Home Hub, uh -huh. and the Home Hub. So, That's right. I forgot about the Home Hub. 
Now, I, I, I know there are probably some people watching right now going, and I don't care about Google stuff, but we talk about Google stuff because they're, they're competitors. And trust me, they're talking about us. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you they know, are. people can't help but compare specs and features and things like that. And maybe it's, you know, what are you getting out of the Pixel phones that you aren't getting in the iPhone and vice versa? So, uh, Okay, well, okay, one of the things they introduced yesterday was this feature called Top Shot. It basically is, uh, you know, it takes a, you take, takes a bunch of photos and then it selects the, the same one, you, you know, the very photo, the, the best photo based on machine learning and everything. Apple technically already has that. It's live photos. The difference is that you have to uh, manually go through every uh, slide and choose what is the best one. I do that a lot, I, honestly. And uh, so, uh, but, you know, that... With a top shot, you know, the machine does it itself. Now, of course, that's up to what it decides. I thought it was interesting with another feature, like um, in photo booth mode or whatever, that when you smile, it'll automatically take a photo of you. It's like, what if I want to oh, take yeah, a selfie and I don't want to smile? Not necessarily a new yes. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm just given that's, that's a case of them deciding what is the best photo and stuff. Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's some, some kind of, it's subjective. So I, I but, Scrolling back and taking a different, making a different keyframe out of your live photos never got the same quality as the original one you picked though. It doesn't, it never looks as good. It's like the other pictures in the burst are coming from a high res video or something. And it never quite that makes sense. has yeah, that yeah. same mm -hmm. resolution. I mean, it's a neat idea. It's great. Mm -hmm. uh, their bigger thing is all the computational photography stuff they do to make the camera shots look good. Mm -hmm. the uh, zoom and yeah, the, the, they're doing neat stuff with Zoom and just, just things to get the more dynamic range and less noise and better sharpness and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's great. It's probably going to be better than the iPhone. The last two Pixels were better than their iPhones that they came out around the same time as. That's, you know, it's the iPhone hasn't had the world's best phone camera for, you know, a couple of years now. It's just one of the world's best. Right. Yeah. The one I was that's, especially that's impressed good. by was the, uh, you know, the group selfie one where, you know. Yeah, they, they, they put a second uh, camera in the front, mm -hmm. a wide angle selfie camera. Well, yeah. that's the thing. The cameras in general are also good now. Mm -hmm. That yeah. being the best, I mean, does it matter? It doesn't really matter anymore. I mean, for someone like race. Dan, who's a professional, yeah, that matters. I, I would say but, I don't think. The closeness and, and quality between all these high-end phones, mm -hmm. right. I don't think it matters. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. what's going to matter more is, one, if you're going to be shooting raw mm -hmm. and doing right. your own post work on it. Right. Um, but I do think that the that that wider lens on the front-facing camera, mm -hmm. I think, is pretty big because a lot of times we're taking, you know, and trying to struggle to get everyone in the shot. Yes. So... You know, I wonder how that would react to like, you know, third party vendors, you know, sell extra lenses for that. Yeah, they're not the first company to do it. Um, yeah. There's been other Android phones that put a wide angle selfie camera. It never really caught on. Mm -hmm. um, but my bigger issue with the, the Pixel thing is like the, the Pixel has the chance to be the iPhone's best competitor. It is. It's the phone made by the people who make the operating system. Right. And they put all their best ideas in this phone. They put all their best software, all the coolest stuff they do. There's this awesome feature where in their in their dialer where when a phone comes in, okay, you, I like can that one. Have, you can have the AI answer the phone 
and it'll and screen it for you mm-hmm. and talk to the person so that you can and you'll just see a readout on your phone of what the text is and you can decide is this spam or not. You know, that's great. That's that and then block that number or something. I want that. That's super cool. That's super cool. <laughs> but you know, they they do all this, but then they they can't sell them because they're only selling through Verizon. It's it's nuts. It's, well, you can buy it through them directly too. Yeah, absolutely. And you can buy an unlocked phone, but then you have to pay the full outright price. Um, actually, they may have a payment plan, but um, nobody does that. Like <laughs> we're we're in this tech bubble where we all consider that a legitimate right. way to shop, but more than half of every phone sold in the U.S. is sold at a carrier store. And then another 25% are sold at either Apple stores or Best Buy. So being just in Verizon stores just automatically means they're just not going to sell more than like five or six million of these a year. It's just, that's it. (laughs) You know, they have to be in all the carrier stores if they want to sell these things. That would be the one thing they could do that could make them a legitimate, like people might choose this over the iPhone. Who knows? They may see these features and think they're cool. But that's just never going to happen if they're not where people buy phones. Right. So it's a little bit frustrating for me because I I want Apple to see the cool stuff they do with the pixels as a threat. Mm-hmm. I want them to see this right. and go like, oh, man, we need to one up this because True. they're coming for us and they're going to take our customers. You know, I want to see that horse race and I want to see them fight yeah. that. But it's not going to put a dent in iPhone sales, right. just like it hasn't the last couple of years when they had a better camera and these cool and cool software tricks that iPhones didn't have. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a little disappointing to me that that Google's not broadening their market. So none of these features ever trickle down to the other to other phones like HTC and Huawei and all those because um, are they hardware dependent features? So the camera stuff is hardware dependent, yeah. uh, and they don't even trickle down to earlier pixels. There are right. some software pixel features, like things that sometimes things that go in the dialer or whatever, that do trickle down, and then there's other ones that don't. It's not always yeah. cut and dry. Um, that is one area where Apple is just leaps and bounds above these phones. Is that you get software updates for like five years. And you right. get kind of everything your phone's capable of running. Right, right. Uh, and with with Google, you get two years probably of OS updates. Wow. You know, maybe you'll get a third one, mm-hmm. depending on when your phone launched and when the, you know, it's right. all. And, uh, and a lot of features don't. You don't get, like, everything your phone's technically capable of doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just not going to be there. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm. I can't wait to see the pixel get in people's hands and see what that comes up with with the photos because I do think there is a difference. I think there's still a lot of room left to help people take better shots in challenging situations. Yeah. I think the phones are. I think there's not a lot of difference between one, two, and three mm-hmm. uh, each year, but right. I think if you go back, say two years, when we all said, "Oh man, the cameras are so good," they don't need to get any better like, like there's just no difference and then you fast forward to today and and the cameras are way way better yeah. and, and i would never trade it so yeah. i think there's a i think there's still a lot of room trust me i was using a 7 plus until recently and there's a massive difference with it yeah the remember when that was new and we we're like man the cameras are all so good now there's just no difference between them yeah well, you, which phone which iphone was the first one to have a camera do you recall was it, was it the 3gs or 
What do you mean? The four was the first one to shoot video. Oh, the first. Which one had a camera? I had a 3G and I thought it had one. Did the original? Yeah, I thought the original had it. Yeah, I thought it did too. But I'm trying to remember the specs of it. Not a front camera. Oh, I see. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. We should do a comparison of like the original versus what it what it is now i got some photos that were taken with one of my original iphones and yeah trust me it's <laughs> yeah. uh yeah yeah it didn't have a front camera i think yeah, yeah. right the right. original had a back camera right. they added a front in was it the 3gs or the four uh, i, I want to say it's the like 3gs a... yeah. but uh i don't I, maybe it was the 3GS was the first one that shoots video, and then the 4 was the first one with a front camera. It yeah, feels looking, like it was so long ago, it. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. Sorry for asking. Not sorry. So I'll, I'll stop looking. But yeah. It would be interesting if we could get all the iPhones to function, that we could just take one from each mm-hmm. year's iPhone. Like of would, the same picture, same couple of pictures. Yeah, that's That'd a great story. Cool. I and guess. run through them. We got. I've yeah. seen it done a few years ago, but there's been a few years more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gotta see what we have it in 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 house. I have an original iPhone. I have an original iPhone, um, and I have a 3GS. I don't have a three. I have a 3G in Texas, but no. here. <laughs> um, I have a 4G. I think still. Let's see. Because I because I bought every two years and up until recently, so I don't have. Yeah, the second year, the fourth year, the, yeah, I'm one, three, five. Yeah, I missed the so, first generation. I was still using a BlackBerry Pearl. <laughs> so, um, right. App, uh, Google also announced the Pixel Slate, a tablet that uh, that more really competes with Microsoft Surface than really the iPad. Would you say, Jason? Yeah, it's Chrome OS. Uh, they've done more to make Chrome OS really touch. Friendly. I mean, it's always worked with touch, but as a secondary thing, because it was always on laptops. So it was made to have a cursor and you had a touchpad and stuff. Yeah. Um, so since this is a Surface like Slate that didn't you go buy a $200 keyboard attachment to and it does support uh, a stylus, you know, they've got their own Apple Pencil like thing. Um, but it runs Chrome OS, which runs some Android applications, but not others. It has a fancy, very search and AI-focused launcher, but it's always got that taskbar at the bottom. You know, it's a very cursor-based operating system. Yeah. You know, at, at its core, it feels like the kind of thing you really, even though it's a an accessory, you really need the keyboard accessory, yeah. and it's really meant to be used like that. And then you can just take it off there if you want to watch a video or something like that. But it's it's really aimed at that. And they have Intel processors with like lots of RAM stuff like, you know, it's, it's really looking like a surface competitor. It's expensive yeah. too. It's 600 bucks. So for just a know, device, right? Pro, yeah. It's 600 bucks. And that's another 200 for the keyboard and a hundred for the, for the pencil, the stylus, whatever they call it. <laughs> I don't know what they call their stylus. Um, so, you know, you know, another 300 bucks, it's 900 bucks for the cheapest one, which is not, crazy it's a large device it's it would compete with the the you know the 12 9 ipad pro but it's yeah it's up there yeah you can spend 1500 bucks on one if you really decked it out and google also unveiled the uh google home hub which Mm -hmm. uh 
it's, it's I I always hesitate to compare it to the HomePod because uh, you know it's 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 a different yeah, product. Uh, so the HomePod really, is a different product. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. That's it's an Echo it's an Echo Show competitor. Right. Yeah. It's 150 bucks. It's a screen. It's it's a Google Assistant with a screen, which is great if you use Google Assistant. You can do a lot more, and it's really useful if you're doing recipes or something, yeah. you know, like that. Um, but and it's got no camera because they you know they're trying to sell that that helps make it cheap but they're trying to sell that as a it's really for any room in your house now you could right. put it in your bedroom and not be worried about that there's a camera or anything yeah not like so. what the facebook uh what's the facebook <laughs> call or or the echo you know echo show yeah. which where they want you to make video calls so yeah. it's really not for video calls it's an assistant with a screen and it's really geared around google assistant whereas homepods really you talk to Siri on it, but it's it's really built around Apple Music. Yeah, and that's it's what it's for. It's a yeah. it's a high end speaker for Apple Music, and it's Siri is not there yet as an assistant for that to be right. like home assistant thing. It's also more than twice as expensive. Yeah, it's three fifty. Yeah. That the the Home Hub is a hundred fifty. So yeah, yeah. So some interesting stuff from Google. Uh, Jason has an article on our website uh summarizing google's products and what it means for the apple marketplace uh we also have a spec shootout that michael simon did for us comparing the pixel 3 xl the galaxy note 9 and the iphone 10s max so if you just want to see how those specs uh compare take a look at that article those are on our website man that pixel 3 so. notch really stands out in that photo <laughs> it is huge <laughs> it's a really deep notch it's crazy yeah there there was a lot of noise yesterday about the pixel 3 xl notch <laughs> xl notch right. so, they, and they, they don't call. put they have they have the two cam front cameras but they don't have like a face ID like thing. They don't have like right. an IR dot emitter or anything like that. And it's no, you know, <laughs> I don't understand why that notch is so big. We could do it's, it better. It's so. Yeah, it's funny how all these Android phones have notches for and no other reason than because the iPhone really has a, a notch and they want to show that they're trying to limit the bezel, I guess. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. It's, but then they have the chin too. Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, I don't know. It's, you know, Apple has a practical reason for why they have the notch there. They might say, yeah. call it, even call it a feature. Mm -hmm. So, and, and for what, two weeks, it was a distinguishing mark. Yes. <laughs> so. Well, if you were a, a Google, an Android fan and a, and a Pixel fan, and you spent the last year <laughs> making fun of phones with no headphone jack and a notch. Yeah. You've got to be real mad right now because it's got no headphone jack and a notch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, well, that pretty much just about does it for this week's episode of the MacWorld podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank Jason on the remote. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. Thanks to Life in the studio. You're welcome, Roman. Our producer, Dan. Thank you, Roman. Uh, just one last reminder uh, enter to win a free iPhone XS Max. It's on our website. Uh, there are a couple other things you can you can get one entry, and then there are a couple other things you can do to get a couple more entries. Uh, and remember who the most important man in the room is. That's D A N. <laughs> so Dan. So um, 
Join us next week. We'll podcast. We're scheduled to podcast on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, we'll post. We'll the, announce the winner. Yeah, we'll announce the winner of of the iPhone. 10s. I always want to say X. X. Yes. Like, XS is actually easier to say. See, I win this argument. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the winner of the new iPhone uh, next week. So you'll want to tune in for that. Uh, we'll also post the topics of the show uh, a couple days before, along with the Twitter poll. So keep an eye on the website and, and on Twitter. We'll tweet that stuff out. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, thanks for joining us. Join us next week. See you next week. Bye.